Before we get into today's episode, my wife Sadie and I have a brand new album out entitled Good to Me. As so many of our listeners know, I am completely blind. And in this season of blindness, these are the songs that strengthen and carry our faith. We want to share this new project with you, and if you like what you hear, visit our website, awakenedtograce.com. Click the link called Store, purchase some products, and it all goes to the spreading of the gospel. Here is a song from our album, Good to Me. Won't let go, you won't let go of my head. 
Welcome to Awaken to Grace. I'm Chad Roberts. Today is part two of a sermon called Accepted by God. We are studying the story of Cain and his brother Abel in Genesis chapter 4. We're answering the question, what caused Cain to be rejected by God and what caused Abel to be accepted? Today we're going to go to Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. Scripture says that we are to be a living sacrifice, holy, and here's our word, accepted, which is our spiritual worship. We're going to talk today, what does it mean to have true spiritual worship to the Lord? I'm glad you're with me today on this edition of Awakened to Grace. We cannot come to God on our own terms. That's why Abel was accepted and Cain was rejected. Now go to Romans chapter 12 with me. Just to wrap up with Cain, most of you know he's going to go on. He's going to kill his brother Abel. God is going to judge him. God is going to tell him, you are in agriculture and you're a worker of the field. And what did God do? He cursed him and said, the field's no longer going to yield to you its strength. And God put a mark on him. Now, it's fascinating to read what scholars think that mark was. But let me give you the spark notes. Let me give you the cheat sheet. You ready? It doesn't matter because we don't know. And furthermore, it don't matter because it would have been wiped out with the flood. <laughs> People today try to figure out, well, is there a mark today that would, no, it wouldn't matter because the flood eliminated that. So, and then Cain goes on. He says, it says that Cain would become a exile. He would, he would become a, a nomad. And it says that he settled in the land east, in the land of Nod. Well, what's the land of Nod? You know, they didn't have Google Maps back then. So what's the land of Nod? Uh, Scholars debate what that is. I I personally think it east is certainly geographical, but I don't think Nod is geographical. I think that is an idiom. I think uh, the word Nod in Hebrew means exile. I think it meant that he went east and he was a nomad. What's interesting is to question, did Cain ever repent? Could Cain have repented? It may be that that Cain is in heaven today. You know what's interesting? As you go forward past Cain, his descendants, his children, had the name of God in each of their names. You know what that suggests to us? That perhaps Cain repented. Only heaven will tell us that. Now, as we go to Romans chapter 12, here is my premise today. The point of Cain and Abel that we're going to extract today is this. You cannot come to God on your own terms. If you do, you will be rejected. So my question today is just as Cain and Abel were raised by the same parents in the same environment under the same standards... What caused one to be accepted and the other to be rejected? That's my question. 
And so it is today in our life, what causes someone to be accepted by God and what causes someone to be rejected by God? I think Romans 12 tells us. Romans 12, verse 1, Paul writes, And I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Now, isn't that fascinating? See, God always requires a sacrifice. Now, why do you not come to church today with a lamb and we make animal blood sacrifices? Why do we not do that? Because the Bible says in the book of Hebrews that the blood of Christ, once and for all, is our eternal sacrifice. There's no need for animal sacrifices any longer because Christ is the Lamb of God, slain for sinners. Amen? Amen. But God still requires sacrifice. Far more than that of blood and animals. You know what God requires? Your life. He requires us to be a living sacrifice. This word present here, what a fascinating word. It literally means to yield yourself. It means to present yourself once and for all to God. Now think about that. How many of you know people who they live for God for a while, then they're living for the world for a while. They're in church for a while. They're out of church for a while. They're in God's will for a while. They're out of God's will for a while. Right? No. Scripture says present yourself. Yield yourself. Make yourself an offering once and for all, never going back. Jesus said, a man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is not fit for the kingdom of God. What's he mean? It means once you begin on this straight and this narrow path, You're to never go back. You're to never look back to the things of this world. You're to live for God. So we're to present ourselves a living sacrifice. You know what the problem with being a living sacrifice is? You have a tendency to want to get up off the altar. (laughs) You begin to feel the pain of living for God. You feel the sacrifice of trying to live a holy life. You began to feel the sufferings. And, and, and the temptation is to want to get up off the altar. No, we're to be a living sacrifice that is presented before God. And notice what he says. Holy and what? Here's our word. Acceptable. Holy and acceptable. See, my friends, what makes The Cains of this world rejected. What makes the Abels of this world accepted? Doing things God's way. See, just like Cain brought his best, just like Cain brought the fruit of his hands, just like Cain brought his good works, so many of you are doing today. You could put a list together. As to why you're a good person. You could present a list today of why you are deserving of heaven. You could present a list before God on why so many other people are so much worse than you. But see, that doesn't matter. The question is, are you doing things God's way? Are you meeting God's requirements? 
for God's provisions of salvation. Holy and acceptable. That's the standard. And then note what he says, which is your spiritual worship. See, my friends, if you will link Romans 12 to Genesis 4, God wants to be worshipped in a certain way. Friends, the same standard is today. You do not worship God the way you want. You worship God the way he demands. And what does God demand? Holiness. God has been dealing with me over the last few months. Let me tell you, so often my morning routine, I love to get up extremely early, way before anyone else is awake. And I love that. That's my time. My my mind is always the sharpest, no distractions. I eat an apple every morning, sometimes two, and I drink my coffee. Some mornings, unfortunately, I spend with the news, which is not a healthy way to start the day because I just get mad and yell at it. And then many mornings, I start with Scripture. Oh, how good that is. It's like eating a great breakfast. But then, see, I didn't know this until the Lord showed me. But then other mornings, I begin with worship. One song that I'm loving right now is I Speak Jesus by Charity Gale. Oh, Speak to the Mountains by Chris McClurney. Oh, The Presence of Jehovah by uh, Terry McCall. I'll, I'll, I'll listen to these songs and I'll worship the Lord and I'll begin my morning by lifting my worship to God. But let me, say, let me tell you what the Lord began to show me. Chad, you do that when you feel like it. You do that when you're in the mood for it. You do that when you want to listen. to. Is that spiritual worship? Because it's my preference. Is that my spiritual worship because that's something that I desire to do? It's something that I am in the mood to do? Or is my spiritual worship my lifestyle? Is my spiritual worship my sacrifice as in my life? Friends, if you and I reduce our spiritual worship down to what goes on in this house... We've missed the whole boat. Some of us think of an offering as in giving money to the church. No. That's not true spiritual. It's important. You should do it. And I do it because it's as unto the Lord. It's part of it. But it's not all of it. Worship is... Look look, look at the mighty prayer times we had this morning. It's important. But it's not all of it. What's all of it? You, your heart, your mind, your soul, your strength. You is what God expects as the living sacrifice. And if you and I are going to be holy unto the Lord, if we're going to be acceptable unto the Lord, if we're going to have what the Bible calls spiritual worship, it's not on our own terms. It's on God's terms. Lastly, verse 2, what's he say? 
If you're going to be spiritual worship, if you're going to be a living sacrifice, if you're holy and acceptable to God, then look what the result is. Do not be conformed to the image of this world. Before I became a pastor, I worked in jewelry. And it's interesting how they make jewelry. You know, they, they'll use a wax molding to begin with. And they'll take that hot wax and they'll form it. They'll shape it to the mold of that ring or that engagement set or whatever. And this is the exact picture that Paul has in mind. The word picture here, don't be conformed to this world or to the, as the King James says, to the image of this world means like hot wax, don't be shaped and don't be molded by the sin of this culture or the influence of sin. Don't let sin shape your thinking. Don't let it mold your thinking. Do not be conformed to this world. But what's he say? But be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Say amen if you're with me right now. What does this mean? Transformed. What's God want to do in you today? What happens when you become a living sacrifice and you're not living your life on your terms? You're not living your life in your standards. You're not living your life by your strength. You're not living your life in your own wisdom or in your own discernment or any of that. No, what happens? You become a living sacrifice. You yield yourself entirely to the Lord. He makes you holy and acceptable. You're now giving out of your life spiritual worship to God. And all of a sudden, you become to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You know what the word picture is? Ever notice an ugly, furry, earth-bound caterpillar? But what happens to that caterpillar? He'll go into a cocoon. And what happens in the midst of that cocoon? Transformation. We call it metamorphosis. You know what the word here is for be transformed? It's metamorphosis. It's that transformation. God's going to take you from a furry, ugly, earthy caterpillar into a beautiful, heavenly butterfly. He's going to transform you by the renewing of your mind. And where does it begin? By choosing to be a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. And then lastly, what does he say? Then you will test. Or the King James says, prove. You will test with discernment what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God for your life. Now follow me. Some of you listening today, some of you watching online, you're seeking mighty hard. You're seeking with all of your heart the will of God right now. You're saying, oh God, if you would just show me what you want, if you would show me what to do, if you'll show me who to marry, if you'll show me what job to take, if you'll show me where to live, if you'll show me, oh God, show me, show me, show me. ball of frustration because all you want to know is what the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God is for your life. Well, I understand. I've been there. But let me tell you something better to seek. 
become a living sacrifice. Put your effort, put your energy in yielding to God. See, the Bible doesn't tell you, seek the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. (laughs) It says, be holy and acceptable before God. Be a living sacrifice. That's where the energy goes, to be a living sacrifice. And what happens? As you are a living sacrifice, then with discernment, then with insight, then with spiritual wisdom, then with understanding and knowledge, then your life will prove. You'll know by example. You'll walk it out. You'll live it out. You'll then know the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. You see that today? Stop seeking God's will. Start seeking to be a living sacrifice. And God will walk you right into his will. For the steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. But the path of the righteous is like the dawning of the day. And it grows brighter and brighter until full noon day. Ponder all the path. path. Ponder the, the steps of your path. And then all your steps will be sure. Proverbs 4, 26 says. Lean not upon your own understanding. But in all your ways acknowledge him. And he will direct your I feel the Lord today. You're seeking the wrong thing. Yield yourself. Submit yourself. Seek seek to be a living sacrifice. And His will will unfold in your life. Friends, God's for you. He's not against you. And you know what? God wasn't against Cain. God could have killed Cain. And he would have been justified in it. God gave Cain time to repent. And you know, I have a hunch that he did. Hmm. God's for you today. But you've got to come to God on his terms. If you're here today with your heads bowed and your eyes closed and you've tried self-righteousness, you've tried self-works, you've tried good intentions, you've tried religion, tried everything but God's way and what's God's way God's way is saying Jesus and his blood is the only atonement for my sin cleanse me today Lord Jesus I repent of my sins and I ask you to rescue me and do for me what I cannot do for myself. Why don't you pray that right now? Do for me, Jesus, what I could never do for myself. Put your faith in Jesus. Hebrews 11 verse four says that Abel was honored by God, accepted by God, and was made righteous. So it can be with your life today. God will make you righteous. Righteous.
but you got to come to him on his terms. So God, forgive us, cleanse us, make us new. Forgive our attempts at sowing our own fig leaves and cleanse us by the blood of the Lamb and clothe us in the righteousness of Jesus. And may goodness and mercy pursue us all the days of our life. In Jesus' name. Do you use a streaming device at home or at work? Simply say, hey Google, play Awaken to Grace with Chad Roberts podcast and listen to our weekly podcast that is the current sermon that I preach each week at Preaching Christ Church.